Hello, welcome back to the Ox Unplugged, where when I use a teleporter, I feel beside myself. I'm Crispy Kraut. I am Mr. Jaywood. I am Halion. That, that was not one of your better openings, Chris. I'm sorry. Wow, I thanks. Lo- I love you, man. I just gotta say, that's not, not one of your best. Listen, just because I forgot the topic until five minutes ago. <laughs> we should surgically implant it and just retrieve it for somewhere else. Oh, like, so I'm a Manchurian candidate for the podcast. Oh, see, I think, have we talked about the transporter so much that we've just sort of hit all the topics? Because we've, of. we've already talked about transporting poop out of people, which is still the most funny way of doing things. We've, we, and I think adjacent to that, we talked about transporter surgery. Yeah. Which is interesting. Um, of course, we've all hit the. We I think we've also hit the highlights about transporter tech. You know, is is it a murder machine? And it depends on your philosophy. It's it's a whole ship of Theseus type thing. Where um, is the soul, basically? Yeah, like you know, if if you go to sleep at night, it, are is how can we be sure that the you that wakes up the next morning is the same you that went to bed? It's the same philosophy. You just kind of have to accept uh, or assume continuation of the soul. Yeah. Otherwise. The transporter is just murder machine. Yeah, it's just it's 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 a really fancy person fax machine. Oh, you know what would be really fucked up, but really funny. Um, so you have the ability to clone someone via transporter, right? Hmm. What if you just clone them, but without their brain, and then you just use them for spare parts? I think you we know, talked about that, didn't we? That, Did we? That's. Kind of the plot of John Carter. I have not watched that either. Yeah, what happens in that is the reason he ends up on Mars is because through alien techno-bling-bling science um, basically ends up with a duplicate body on Mars. So when he comes back to Earth later on, his body is still there, but it's like been in a cave for the entire time he's been gone. Oh, so it's like Moon. Kinda, but you know, more fanciful and less depressing. I think that's a wonderful story, personally. I love it. But I understand it. I know. <laughs> I, I my interest in movies are very weird though. So Oh yes, as we've just as as you have sh- shared with us the Zebra Man 2 Zebra Attack on Zebra City. Yep, Attack on Zebra City. Zaniness. Yep. Yeah. That that's a that I feel like that's a podcast. Uh <laughs> But so, like, I want to get back to this whole theory of you're transporting. Now, the transporter, as you understand, makes a copy of you, dematerializes you, or make makes a pattern of you, disassembles you, turns you into a digital pattern, then reassembles you on the other end. So it's technically not cloning you. So what are you are you talking about? Like an unethical transporter operator, essentially turning people into, you know, brainless meat sacks just to keep them alive to harvest their organs? Well, you just sort of, in sickbay, you just have a room that you don't go into. And nobody looked, and nobody is allowed in or anything like that, except for the transporter guy and the doctor. Okay. And so, like... That's what I'm saying. You're like randomly choosing crew members to like murder with the transporter in order to harvest. It's a one-to-one where you just make a copy brainless and then you just sort of shove them off into that sick bay. 
Okay, but you but that's the thing. The transporter it can't create two from one. Although, unless you see that one episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation where they only got half of of uh, I'm sorry, only got half of Lieutenant Riker and left one half back on the other planet, and somehow you ended up with two Rikers. Again, they don't explain the science of it because that makes sense. Yeah, they both they both like lost half their body mass, but somehow were fine. That was just. Listen, Riker doesn't need all of his brain anyway. It's fine. He just lost, like, the back half of it a little bit. Which is why he doesn't know how to sit down. Come on, as a first officer, he doesn't need all his brain. Yeah, he, he lost he, half of his kneecaps. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the reason why he can't. He, he forgot the part, the part of his brain that, of how to sit normal, so he just, like, improvised the Riker maneuver. That explains a lot. If only they had taken the part that played the trombone. What's his kid's name? <laughs> just Wesley. Just, Wesley, you just sort of like that's not Riker's of... kid. Wait, it's not. No, Wesley is Doctor Crusher's kid. I thought... oh, what a disappointment. No, well, eventually, yeah. Will, Will and and Deanna eventually do have two kids, but their son catches a disease that is it's it's a uh, silicon based virus that kills him. Yeah. I... Guess that space Ebola. Oh, he does. Yeah. Okay. That we found that out in season one of Picard. Oh. I guess I didn't I've not watched Picard, so I can't no. comment on on that, I guess. So Transporter again, just getting past the whole murder machine, what have you. Obviously, if we had transporters, it would completely revolutionize how because there would be no need for scarcity because you could instantaneously spread everything everywhere right why do they have minds do what why do they have minds like in star trek then you gotta give you the just be like give me all this copper slurp 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 just go through that mine well i think part of it is because as, as we have learned where like every third episode ends up in a cave in star trek mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. apparently transporting through a lot of uh earth and particularly mineral rich things can be difficult right i forgot about that the three transporter interferences earth wind and fire mm. <laughs> and sometimes shields but sometimes not it just depends on the rider so what you know, would how they're feeling that day what would be even funnier is you just like find an asteroid that you're like, this is a lot of good stuff. And you just like strip mine it through the transporter. And you just have like industrial trans, like giant industrial transporters where some guys just like beep, then like beep, send it over there to like get disassembled, beep, someone in another, and you're just slowly stripping everything away. Okay, so you've got like essentially the bulldozer. The, uh, the Starfleet bulldozers, right? It's just these giant industrial ships. They fly up and they just beam out the shit from the, from the asteroid. Mm -hmm. And immediately, as soon as it appears uh, on the transporter pad, it's automatically on a conveyor belt going through being processed and all that shit. It's a 3D printer. Or you could uh, beam it over and um, uh, to another place to get sorted, just like with some centrifuges and stuff and crushers. What happens if there's a, like a Windows update in the middle of the transporter sequence? Oops. Like, I, I feel Cl like that, that doesn't end well. <laughs> Clippy pops up and is like, so it sounds like you're having a transporter ac accident. Would you like some help with that? 
Oh, God. You just get merged with Clippy. It's like some David Cronenberg shit. <laughs> kill us. Hey, it looks like you're trying to kill us. I'm going to go back to a few episodes back where why the fuck do you have transporter chiefs? Why is there a human involved in this incredibly complicated and technical thing? Let the computer do it. It's because Starfleet is a sense of humor. They're just like, well, we got Jeff here. It's his first day as an intern. Let's let him use the transporter. Mm, don't worry. You'll, you, every good transporter uh, operator you know, has to kill a few dozen people till they learn how not to. Yeah, you know, totally. There's, there's a learning curve. It's fine. I'm, somewhere there's a hospital full of Cronenbergs in Starfleet. They absolutely have to have, like... There's, like, an institute. Well, no, you, they, they've got, like, the buffer thing, right? Where you can just, like, keep a person in there forever. Mm-hmm. So they just have to have backups of people. So that way, when you have Jeff the intern, like, making horrific, oh, like, so just make him a little bit bug. <laughs> oh, so, like, there's a transport incident, and they pick it up, and then they just, like, unthaw the clone to send him through <laughs> as a replacement, so nobody knows the difference. Exactly. Well, that's, uh, see, that's that's the, the scary part. Uh, so we're going to combine your original idea with that one, Jay, so that, like, every starship has a secret, like, frozen cry- cryo tank somewhere in the ship where they've just got clones of the crew members. So when inevitably the uh, the transporter accidents happen, they just deep, you know, thaw one out and zip, 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 zap their brain memories from the old pattern into them. Yeah, it's that simple. Like, they need, they can really do some good horror stuff, but, like, All it's right. just so... Well- while we're on the subject of teleportation, I know a way that they can add horror to it because there's a way that teleporters become horrifying in the past, and it's called Half-Life. Yes, I'm bringing up Half-Life again. That doesn't sound like you. The way that teleportation works in Half-Life, um, well, the, the way that it ends up being used is they end up going to a border world, which ends up being factored into how they teleport later on in the series, but yeah... They end up bringing back some artifacts from that and trying to do experiments on it, and it gets real fucky, and that causes the plot of the game. But imagine, you know, Starfleet's trying to teleport something, and they fuck it up, and there's, like, a resonance cascade aboard a ship or something, and all these, like, interdimensional aliens just start popping out and start killing the crew. Had crabs and shit. That'd be a fun episode of Star Trek. That just reminds me of... Event Horizon? No, (laughs) I was going to say, that reminds me of the end of Watchmen, not the movie, the book. Where thank you. Huh? I enjoyed the movie. Oh no 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 no. I both love and loathe that movie because it is both an incredible faithful like recreation. Like there are certain scenes that are just literally lifted into live action from the book. But then there's changes that are made that did not need to be made. There's scenes where that didn't happen. There's dialogue that's given to other people. And then there's some stuff that was just never, that was changed for reasons that don't make anything better. And so it just, it annoys me because I'm too intimately familiar with the source material that it bothers me, but I digress. But the, the, the ending in the book is they have managed to recreate on a limited level, Dr. Manhattan's teleportation, teleportation technology. So they can teleport objects they could but they the problem is they can't teleport a living being without it dying on the other end because they need john aka dr manhattan they need his his essentially godlike mind in order to guide the process so anything that they teleport that's living instantly dies when it when it arrives on the other side so 
you know, that becomes a plot point that they use that as a wet to weaponize uh, a thing to teleport to, you know, make a weapon of mass destruction. Um, I'm not going to spoil it because, yes, it's been out for 40 years. But, you know, if you've never read Watchmen, the graphic novel, go watch it. But that that is an actual point where it's teleporting something. And when it arrives on the other end, there's other consequences from that. Unfortunate. Yeah, it'd be funny if it just turned into like an episode of Event Horizon on the Enterprise. It just goes to the hell dimension and comes back. I feel like that could have been an episode already. I just don't know. Ooh, now that's an interesting idea. What if when you teleport, it's kind of like the warp where you're going through hell, like a hell dimension from one. And so although it seems like it's instantaneous, you arrive on the other end and it's been like an eternity of an awake consciousness. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> so like you get there on the other end and your body's the same, but your mind's just been stuck in a, in a featureless void, unable to, to die or anything for like, you know, a few thousand years. Off. So you just go immediately go bonkers? No, thanks. <laughs> mm. Who's going to be the first person to volunteer for that? So to right? teleport? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, yeah. that'd be like the same as like, who's going to be the first guy to test out a warp engine, you know? It's definitely going to be someone that's not all there. Well, you know, see, the warp engine thing, I think, is different. You need like, you need an engineer on there to like, if there's an oopsies, you need the, like the chief engineer to uh, go and fix it. I'm just thinking of all those experimental test pilots back in like the 60s that just flew the most insane shit and just didn't care. Like, you're going to need someone like that. Yeah, the worst that could happen is you either blew up in a fireball midair or you crashed spectacularly. Either way, it's not going to it's going to be very quick and it's going to be over instantaneously. Nobody has any clue what the fuck could happen if you're doing a teleportation. It could be horrific, right? Like that's that's gonna take something special. Like I think when that happens, you're gonna have to get like volunteers from like you know prisons and stuff. Oh, that's yeah. We're gonna send convicts through and to right. the hell portal. You know, see what's on the yeah. other side. We'll, we'll we'll bump you down from death row to life if you just you know sign on this sign off this waiver here. We're gonna we're gonna strap you here. <laughs> Welcome to Phantasmagoria too. No, I think you have enough people who would want to be in the history books forever that you'll it won't be hard to find someone. Yeah, okay. Uh, but history remembers Larry Ferguson who went through the teleporter and came out ass in face. What what kind of psyche vows? I know we've talked about the psyche vows of the people that, you know, would have to be your transporter chiefs. What about the psyche vows of the first person? Like, you've got some people that are going to just be going on there just because they want to be famous. People that are going to volunteer just because they want to die. Let's let's be honest. Aren't those the people that we want to test it first? No, because what happens if through some sort of sci-fi shenanigan, they're given godlike powers? Oh, God, that's a horrible thought. Because I was <laughs> like, let's dump influencers in the teleporter, but that's the last thing that they need. <laughs> oh, they would get so many likes? Oh, yeah, I'll get so many likes when their atoms get torn across time and space. But they're going to be able to just, like, look through everyone's secrets. Oh, God. They get blackmail on everyone everywhere. Yeah, but the, but the secret, the hell for them, is they can no longer communicate with us. They can see they everything. No they can, can know everything. Twitter. Yeah, but they can't access. They, can't, they don't, can't connect. I'm pretty sure that, like, uh, going through a teleporter has got to violate a user agreement on some sort of social media. 
You think someone's got that written in there already? I look, man. I don't put it past lawyers. They're usually forward thinking enough. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you pay a lawyer enough, he'll be forward thinking. Oh, actually, are you ready for the worst thing ever now? Oh, please. Sorry, I, I okay. had the thought of interdimensional lawyers. So continue. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll keep following up with that. You have, um, you you discover teleportation technology, and then you go, okay, wonderful. I've we're gonna do all these wonderful things and everything, and then someone comes by and says. You're not the same person you were before. Give me your property. Oh, we get into identity theft. You're going to open yeah. up a whole new new uh, branch of law. Yeah, you are dead by the by the physical laws that we inhabit. Yeah, there's going to be that weird time where we we can create this technology and start to use it, and we have to come up with all new laws and ethics to define the ramifications of it. We're going to redefine stuff. Ooh, that's a good worst. point. I bestow it to my dog. Great. <laughs> now my dog just really wants some, like, ham. Hmm. You're under arrest for murder. I'm sorry, I just transported uh, here ten minutes ago. The person that murdered that person is not me. That's the person on the other end. I am absolved. <laughs> just every single judge is just crying. Like, no, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, oh, I did. Please. I did murder them, but they, but they're. Uh, I, I teleported them anyway, so there's no body. Yeah, no body. Yeah, you just teleport the body out, t- turn it into atoms. No crime, right? Yeah. Like think, think about how many serial killers exist in that time in, in Starfleet, oh. right? Because they're just interdimensional uh, serial killers. Yes, they're all getting jobs as transporter chiefs, right? That's the dream job. Because you can just beam people out into space or bits of people yeah. out into space. You know. Or you can beam them into your fridge and you're a Hannibal Lecter type. Yeah. Or, you know, like we've talked about, you just ac- you just have a, a slightly higher incident rate than the other chiefs. Just to, just enough that, you know, you, you kind of maybe you get on Starfleet's radar. You know, people keep ending up getting transported and, you know, coming back missing limbs and shit. You know, somebody shows up missing their eyes. You know, just oh. little things. I wonder. I wonder if they have holograms, like for like surgery replacements. That's a good question. You mean like like the EMH? Uh, what do you mean by that? I don't. Okay, in Voyager, we are introduced to the EMH, the emergency medical hologram, where if yeah. the chief medical officer dies, a hard light hologram activates with its own AI that can function as a ship's doctor. Yes, that one. If you could put that, like, attach that on a person. So what do you like, mean? Because, like, uh, because, like, they've got the, the, in order to send the doctor out to do stuff, eventually they just give him a badge and say, it's like, it's a hollow emitter. It's his, yeah, it's his, mo- his mobile yeah. emitter. Yeah. Yeah. Let's say someone loses an arm in a transporter accident. Uh-huh. Would they get hollow arm, just, like, with a badge on them, and then just, like, get their arm back? Theoretically, you could. But now there's an with, interesting idea: holographic prosthetics. Yeah, but but in that but with the technology level of that era, why not just grow them a new one? But imagine how fun it would be! You could you could do so much more stuff with it, though. Yeah, we're not talking practicality here. Now you're reminding me of Malcolm McDowell's character from Tank Girl. I've not watched. It. Okay, you should watch it. Spoiler alert: He gets oh. attacked by these. Uh, human kangaroo hybrids called the rippers oh my god i just remembered fucking ice t is one of those guys yes he is 
And Holy he shit. gets he gets so badly mangled that the only way they can save him is to cut off his head and replace it with a hologram. Uh, oh, yeah, nice. That's that's what that just reminded me of. Uh, my question is, if you're going to go like for the whole EMH technology, then why the fuck don't you just have full EMH crews? Why do you even need people, or at least have a primarily EMH crew? Oh, we're getting trippy with this, right? Mm-hmm. Now you you brought up the EMH. Here's a question. We saw in the episode uh, Message in a Bottle and Voyager, they were able to take the doctor's program, put it in a tightly packaged beam, and send it across the quadrant to another ship. So they essentially transported him to yeah, another ship. Yeah. Right. Could Assuming we get to the point where we begin to can download our consciousness into, into tech, into AI, into computers, would that be a kind of transportation where I'm going to, you know, my, I have downloaded my consciousness, you know, from my body and I'm sending it over and it is uploading into this other, other spot on the other side of the planet. Is that a form of teleportation? Do you think? Um, I feel like the, the definition of transportation is you're not looking at beaming information over the information is that's just the internet baby like that's that is a well-defined like, uh, baby <laughs> um uh but the ability to disassemble and reassemble that to me is the teleportation part so it is one for one you're taking this person obliterating them turning them into data moving however you do it moving them to another location and reassembling the same said person yes because the difference with the um uh with the the hologram guy is you're not tele you're not disassembling him he is already data you're just okay. sending him over and you're then he projects over there all right that's that is my opinion at least i could see that that's fair alternate uh transportation option all right. We haven't we we can manage to crack the code on copying someone's consciousness, right? So we can map someone's brain, we can map their memories, their consciousness, their personality, everything that makes them them. We can copy that. We can make a we can make that in data. Mm -hmm. But we haven't but the fact is that the physics say it's just not possible to beam that kind of information that that to another place, right? Cuz like neutrinos can pass through rocks and shit, but they can't pass through other particles. So, you know, that we just we can't crack the technology to send it somewhere else and reassemble it, right? Yeah. yeah. So, what if instead we take the whole murder machine of the transporter to a, the next level? So, uh. we download your consciousness and all the things that make you you. And then we beam that to the other location where we 3D meat print another you and download the brain into it. So we're killing you on this end because you're just a husk, right? That body is just recycled and we 3D print you and download the brain in the other end. Bro, what? <laughs> but yeah, you're just 3D printing another you on the other end that, that thinks it's you. It's just a, a... Oh, that's... Oh, that's like Soma. Yeah, it's just a much messier yeah. version of what Star Trek does. Um, so I don't remember the name of the Netflix movie, um, but there was, and I've mentioned it before, and I know I've mentioned it before. Yeah, I watched it. I do like too. This. I just don't remember. Yeah. Um, basically, the 
it was you have a ship that um, they can 3D print anything, including bodies, but it requires material to do it, and they can FTL non-living things. So they do just send out keep like they FTL out um, non-living organics and then 3D print the people afterwards. Just generating bodies. And then there was the, this person is misprinted, and what happens? How do we solve this? And it was really good. And then it turned into a monster movie. Yeah. So like I was just thinking, like, you know, you talked about, Crispy, what happens if you get a Windows update halfway through? What happens if you're, you know, two-thirds of the way getting 3D printed? You get the, you know, toner out of uh, low ink Oh, message. no. Yeah, you're just like you're just like legs walking around. Just no, no, no. They, it finishes printing you, but you know it ran out of cyan, so like you're just a little <laughs> off. Yeah, your face yeah. is lopsided. You're pale. You just don't have all of your your calcium, and you just got floppy bones. Yeah. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. Some yeah, of your bones like are for really calcium soft. Is low. Yeah, stuff just little stuff like that. Yeah, you're congratulations. You're now Gumby. <laughs> yeah sorry we 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 ran out of co- collagen <laughs> oh you're now a shark <laughs> or or you know we we started running out of gray uh, grayscale so you you end up on the other side of uh albino mm-hmm. what what if there's too much of something too it's like sorry we had too much uh cellulite so you have thunder thighs now <laughs> Or, or you get an accident, you get a, like a, you know, a, uh, like we have paper jams, there's some sort of jam. And so it ends up like, Ooh, it's yeah. like it, so like you end up with like you and you've got a like a little, like a quado coming, like growing out of your back yes. or something. Someone just ends up with just an extra limb. Not out of malice. It's just an oopsies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's fine. I'm sure hardly anyone what, will notice. What, what if there's like, um, cause, cause sometimes can't printers like, like mess up midway through with like what they're printing specifically, like on the paper, not, 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 not running out of tone or anything, but just like, uh, ink spots, like, yeah, like ink spots and things. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> like you have like a, a hole in your chest or something because there's a <laughs> glitch or something in the fucking, there's some dust in there and just everything. Yeah. Oh, Halfway through, it gets a little confused and it shifts you left a little bit. Oh. <laughs> you're just like, oh, no. yes. So you've got like a forty-five degree angle to your spine. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. If we're gonna go with you know using our modern day tech to uh, like a three D meat printer transporter, what would the print test page function look like? Oh my! God. It'd just be like a it'd be like a, a Gary's mod model just T posing and no clipping through the wall. It's just like you're just going to print out all sorts of different stuff. It's just Bob. They just keep like reprinting the same person. And there's like, hey, what's going on? Welcome back to the land of the living. He's just screaming every single time. Oh, that's Bob. Don't worry. You get used to that. It's like your first days of transport guy. Yeah, but yeah, okay. You see, let's tag back to what we said. Bob was the first guy to successfully transport. So, like, he's the pattern that every transporter has that has the perfect mm. replica of. So, they just kind of, he's so Bob becomes the test pattern. So, once you test port through, Bob comes out all right. Then you just feed him back into the machine. You just have to spend every single time you get a new one, you have to like spend three minutes being like, 
okay, this is what's going on, this is what's going on, and pushing this button to turn him off again. Yeah. Yes, it's like, it's fine. It's like, like, like you're treat the technicians are treating it like it's perfectly normal. Like they're just looking at, yeah, they're just walking around and saying, all right, yeah, looks like he's got, you know, four, two arms, two legs, all the fingers, all the toes, every, everything looks great. And Bob's just like, where, where am I? Where's my <laughs> what wife? What's going what, on? What year is <laughs> what year it? Is it? Yeah. <laughs> and they're just completely oblivious. They're ignoring it. And they're just like, all right, looks good. Put him back in the buffer. And then the well, guy hits a button and it just like starts deconstructing him. And he's just oh, screaming. God, ah! like, that's fucking horrifying. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, I just feel like teletransporters are just horrific no matter how you, you slice it. Like, even if it's not like an issue with a teleporter, the shit you can do with them. I mean, just like teleporting things inside of people, you know, you're having you issues bring- with a guy on another ship. You just like teleport warp exhaust into his fucking brain. See, you bring up a good point. Why isn't the teleporter weaponized? I feel like it should be if it hasn't already. Right? Unless there's like some kind of space Geneva convention. Like, theoretically, according to Star Trek rules, except when it's not convenient, you can't transport through shields. You have to wait till the shields are down, theoretically. But yeah, that doesn't mean that, like, you can't, I don't know, I'm going up against an enemy, I'm going to be like, all right, Mr. Sulu, uh, or no, I'm going to call down to the engine room or, or transporter bay and, like, you know, Chief O'Brien, I want you to transport every single one uh every single one of our torpedoes, activate them on a 30-second delay and transport every single one of them directly in the path of the of the enemy ship. Right? Just like instant minefield. Yeah. Why couldn't you do that? Yeah. Or, you know, take down the aft shields and be like, all right, uh, transport room, teleport their their rear pylon off off the ship. So so do you I don't know if you've ever hunted deer before. A few times when I was younger. Never okay. saw one, never shot um, one. Okay, no, that's fair. Um, deer freeze up when they get in bright lights. That's why they stop in front of the headlights and people's cars and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's So at some point someone's like, well, why don't, if you're hunting deer, why don't you just put a big flashlight, just br- flash it in front, the deer will stop and then you can shoot the deer. It's, and it's, a, it's illegal because it's not sporting. I think it's the same thing with the teleporter. Where it's no longer sporting to have a war where you're like, let me just beep. Yeah. <laughs> Take away just your engine. Just because they can doesn't mean they want to. Okay. Maybe. Okay. Let, let's take that to the next level, assuming we're talking Star Trek. All right. Would the Klingons not want to do that? Fine. Because it's not honorable. Would Starfleet not want to do that? Because, you know, it's unethical. I could get that. There's no fucking way <laughs> that the Cardassians or especially especially the Romulans as portrayed in Star Trek would not avoid using that technology. And certainly the Dominion would, and some of the other species that we've come into contact. I thought the Federation were the only people who had the teleporter. Oh, no, 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 no. Teleporter is widely disseminated. Yeah. Everybody uses it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I thought that was just Federation and like, no. Okay. Yeah, teleporters. I I always think teleporters are kind of like an iffy thing for me when it comes to sci-fi. As it is, and and a lot of it is the can of worms with what you could fucking do with it. There's so many things you can do with a teleporter. You know, it's it's really funny because it's a saving on the budgetary for the show, not necessarily for like 
because no one ever follows through on it. Oh, no, no. <laughs> but, like, oh, that would suck to, like, have to have, like, a ship scene every time you're going to go down to the planet and you're like, all right, everyone needs to get ready to go on the shuttle and blah, blah, and every single time, and it's and it just sucks. They kind of did that with the Orville, you know? Um, yeah, but it still kind of sucked. I didn't enjoy it, at least. I, I, I like the idea of dropships or shuttles when it comes to sci-fi. The, here's the thought, you know, what, what if, you know, you're trying to teleport down somewhere and the people on the planet have a means to disrupt the teleporter sequence as you're coming in? So you end up being teleported like halfway in and out of things like it's the Philadelphia ex- experiment. Oh, okay. You ready for the idea then? So, okay. Yeah. You have a a low, um, let's say we're in evil Star Trek land uh, where people are misusing the transporter. The mirror universe. Yeah. Yeah, the mirror universe. Everyone's going to go see. Um, but like, so people are using it like to bully like primitive level people. But they eventually figure out how to, like, okay, if we do this thing and this thing, it disrupts the, te- the teleporter. So every once in a while, they're just, like, hitting the button over and over again. So anytime someone, like, teleports in, they get, like, half cut off. And they're like, we just keep getting these bodies. Nice. Oh. Okay. They can't get to us now. Yeah, because all of, all of the primitive technologies or planets that I've seen, no one's ever been, like... Yeah, okay, they know, they have more things, but we can still fuck with it. It's always been like, no, no, these are gods, we can't handle anything with it. And I, I wish that they were able to mess with them more. Like, they could use primitive technology still effectively. You see some of that in some episodes, but I do think, ultimately, if, a, if, if you have a, let's say, a Star Trek, Starfleet-level society and they're trying to fuck with a much lower level tech society like like truly antagonistically it's still in the end not going to go well for the lower level society because it doesn't matter what they do it doesn't matter you know if you send a whole away team and they break out the tommy guns and gun them down right that's that's Mm -hmm. one thing you can do but in the end if you don't have transporters and they do they're just going to be able to transport their people in wherever they want, transport your people or your your weapons away from you. And worst case scenario, they'll just phaser or torpedo you from orbit. Yeah. But it would be interesting to but be it, like... It's, it's like dealing with the people, but it's not dealing with the technology. Yeah. And that I'd like to see more of, or at least see something about it at least. Ooh, it's, ooh. Okay. So let's say they start dealing with a society that's got just enough tech that they can tell what's going on. They're not Star Trek level, but they can, you know, they can kind of figure yeah. out what's going on. So they just like build all of their uh, their uh, bunkers and stuff, or just giant Faraday cages that yeah. they can't transport through. Just ricochet them off. Yeah. You try transporting in and, you know, it just scatters the signal because that's the thing. Until they get a solid pattern lock, they won't send it all through. Yeah, because even like for us, we are a primitive society compared to Star Trek stuff. Mm -hmm. We could still figure something out. Like we could like after the first five times, we can probably put like some two and twos together and figure it out and how to mess with it. But you don't see people do that, and I wish that they would. 
That's all. I, I, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the thing about Star Trek. It's like, there. it's a con- very convenient plot device that goes away when, you know, there's issues. To some to some extent. The thing about Star Trek is it's it's supposed to represent a utopian best of humanity future when when mankind has risen above its baser instincts and no longer pursues the things for through selfish and for selfish means. But if you had if we were attacked right now by a a let's say a Starfleet level society. Mm-hmm. We are a base human being level. We would come up with some horrible shit that we could do to fight back. Like we would not hold back. There would be some bad stuff that we would be willing to do. Um, But you just don't see that in Star Trek. Yeah. You do see rebellions, but they're still polite. Yes, it's very, it's, it. I mean, Star Trek is very noble, bright, And that, which is fine. I'm okay with that. But at the same time, it's. It's interesting the kind of stuff that you could do with this, the implications you could do with this technology. But I can understand why they don't focus on it. Also, it's it's not a show about like the technology. It's always been about people. Yes. Right. It's it's about people. The technology is what allows allows the they can ask interesting questions with the technology, right. but it's not about it. And with with one exception, I would say that Star Trek is about the ability to to travel faster than light because the whole thought thing about the show is, is moving to new planets, new worlds, meeting new people, learning, growing, spreading and creating like it's, it's a constant expansion of that, you know, creating a utopian society that is all galactically encompassing, not just, you know, one species. So Mm -hmm. I I think that is a part of it, but you're right. It's, it's now this is Star Trek cast. Um, but it, it was it not supposed to be? No, nah, of course it was <laughs> going to devolve into that too. But yeah, yeah. but you're right. It 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 is always more about the people and the the, the experience in that and, yeah. and the growth of that. But I still say, if you gave baser, if you gave if human beings developed that technology, I don't care how far into the future we're going to use it for warfare and the most horrific oh, means possible. Absolutely. Like, if we don't develop shields, we'll just be beaming nukes directly into our enemies. That would be horrific. I mean, I guess we can compare it to real life, right? That's the best analogy that we have. We don't have nuke shields at the moment, right? Mm-hmm. But we aren't nuking each other at every minute of every day. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, potentially, if we had nuke shields, we would be nuking each other more frequently. Right, that's that's a good point. So, it might be con- like the same level of unacceptable that we have for nuking each other, at least. Well, I can see that being a reason. That's if the technology is widespread enough, which it is, for mutually assured destruction. If we created, if one nation came up with teleportation technology far enough ahead of others. It would get implemented at some point. Yes, at least um, at least briefly, it would mm-hmm. definitely get implemented until it spread. Which you can compare to real life, and America did threaten to nuke people a lot during like the five month, the five year spread between when we had nukes and when nobody else had any nukes. 
Yes, that's like, very correct. That was a, there was a real thing of like, well, we have it. We should be able to be doing this, 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 and this. Oh, yeah. There was like, a total plan to to implement mm -hmm. uh, small-scale nuke, nukes in Korea. Yeah. Um, uh, we didn't for a bunch of reasons, most of which were ethical, some of which just because we didn't have any. Everyone fucking left. <laughs> so I have a feeling it might be the same with the transporter thing where... Yes, you can absolutely do that, but if you do, that means everyone else is going to bring that up against you. It's very much, once you take that genie out of the bottle, it's impossible to put it back in. Yeah. I'm just imagining, like, a whole platoon of soldiers staring at, like, the Stargate portal and pulling out their rifles, and they activate it, and they're just firing into the portal, and they're opening it on some other end, like, you know... On Listen, some... that's, that's Stargate, baby. That's yeah. just Stargate. They I mean, do new yeah. people in Stargate. Yeah. It's <laughs> the same concept, though. You're just shooting into the portal and, and, and sending it directly to the other end where you want it to go. No, they did do that in Stargate. They oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, okay. Stargate's a weird series. See, I never watched the series. I just watched the original movie, which I thought was an incredibly interesting idea was a brilliant concept that could have been so much better than it was. And then they dumbed it down to make it like a really low PG 13. So they could try to sell toys and it completely messed the movie up. But that's my opinion. That's a fair opinion to have. Yeah. So what stands in the way we, we know that we can transport a technology. We can transport a photon. Is it a photon or is it? No. What is it? We transported an atomic particle. We've managed to do that. What is it? Oh, have we? Yes. Uh, apparently. Um, hold on. I was. I did some research earlier. Ooh. No, uh, no. Yeah, it's a uh, first particle successfully quantum teleported. Okay, quantum teleporting is a very different thing. What's the difference? Okay, so I can... Okay, we're going to begin nerd talk. <laughs> actual oh, nerd no. Talk. So, oh. do you know particle wave duality? Sure. Pretend that we don't. Okay. So what that means is if you look at certain situations under certain um, uh, perceptions, I guess, all particles are waves on a fundamental level, and all waves are particles, depending on how you look at it. And what that means at the end of the day is if you have a, a proton just go, like just shooting across, you do not have the physical capability of measuring the i believe it's the momentum and the location um but That's you the, can, the heisenberg thing yes where the you, you, can e you can either know yeah. where it is or what it's doing but not both correct so what that means is you can instead view that particle as a probability function of it's gonna be around here in like this little wave section what that and then when you observe it you are then verifying where it is in that probability function. Oh, the uncertainty principle, gotcha. Yes. Yep. So what that then means is that wave, that probability wave, uh, as that goes up, up against an impenetrable wall, some level of that wave will be going across on the other side of that wall. Then you can observe it and verify that that particle has gone through the wall. Its probability curve went past the wall and then you observe it and then oh look there it is that is how that works it is not teleportation it is 
different. It's quantum tunneling. Um, we use that all the time in electronics. That's how a lot, a surprising amount of um, the circuitry work. Okay, you said quantum tunneling. I just immediately thought of Ant-Man. Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Everyone abuses these terms in, like, any sort of sci-fi thing. <laughs> no, that doesn't seem possible. Writers barely understanding the electronics they're talking, the the physics that they're talking about. No. Okay, Nobody's this is ever. just this is this is just calling back to our techno babble episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. and again in that episode too, we talked about the the fact that in Star Trek: The Next Generation, they came up with a part of the transporter is called the Heisenberg compensator, allows them to get beyond that, which to explain. In a technical babble way, this, yes, this, this does function. We came up with a, you know, we came up with technology to get around that. Which I, I don't mind. Like, I actually, it's totally fine to me. No, like, I, I agree. If you can reference real, real hard science with something that at least is on a surface level makes some sort of sense to say like, okay, this is how we get around that. It doesn't matter if it, on a scientific level, it makes sense. If it just it's logical enough that I'm not that I can suspend disbelief. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like ways of generating artificial gravity. Yeah, you need that in order to like have shows that exist in real life. <laughs> yeah, at I least that yeah. you can afford the budgets too. Yeah. Which that I don't mind at all. Like no problem whatsoever to me. That's the whole point of why the transporter was invented in Star Trek in the first place. Is the original idea was they were gonna have to take these shuttlecraft. But then they realized that they were going to have to build all these shuttlecraft. They were going to have to build all these sets. They were going to have to show them the shuttlecraft leaving the uh, the cargo bay, flying through space, landing on the planet. That's got a lot more sets. Is a lot more stuff. So the and whole reason. More... Also, it's a TV show. You got you do have to spend time like that. Take it's a twenty minute TV show. You got to get moving. Yeah, I mean, you, 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 yeah, you, you cut out. If you can make it where you just step into a room, and then ten seconds later you're at your destination, that cuts out a lot of expense. And as you said, it, it advances the plot. You don't have to spend time doing that. So it was very, it was both. A, it was a brilliant method of combining those two, you know, needs, and it ended up spawning a whole uh, genre. Which I don't know. I wonder when was the first instance of teleportation i wonder oh that's a good hmm. question i i definitely was a 50s thing like i it was i want to say it was around before star trek was but i'm not sure so don't quote me on that i'm not sure yeah so it was in the original series but an 1897 novel to venus in five really? seconds by fred t jane hmm. wow oh. even that far back that's wild well you know there's an old dc character uh, dc comics character i think it's adam strange i believe might be the name where he is just a regular guy on earth and he gets hit with i think it was called a zeta beam or whatever and he gets transported to like this other planet on some other galaxy where he becomes like this great like you know freedom oh, fighter or whatever yeah the uh wait what's his name i think it's adam strange Stranger in a strange think, land sort of thing. Yeah. I think that they, they referenced that in a cartoon that they made a while ago, um, a couple years back. But yeah, that that's interesting. Let's see what year that came out. Yeah. Adam Strange. Yeah. Uh, 1958. Wow. 
So, you know, the whole idea of some sort of teleportation and stuff has existed for a long time. It's just, I think it, when it, the first time it really on mass entered the public consciousness with Star Trek, because you had a television show that was on broadcast TV, right? Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Star Trek is the reason why it became popularized for sure. Cause that, I don't know if it was necessarily the first to demonstrate what teleportation was like, but uh, it definitely was the more popular one out there. Who's to say that another show or movie didn't have teleporting like that before, but it was definitely the most prominent example. Teleporters, man. It's, it, it's teleportation technology. Since you know, we've really talked a lot about Star Trek in this episode. Because we have to, we're like contractually obligated, even though we, we don't, aren't paid for this. But it's interesting that of all the things that they share similarly, there are no transporters in Star Wars. No, there are not. Um, and I wonder why that is. Like, why is that? Is, is it a, was it a conscious choice early on to, 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 differ, to help kind of differentiate it from, from Star Trek, I wonder? Or... Is there a reason, like, like after it, Star Wars was going for a while, there was just something about the aesthetic, something about the the soul and the feeling of the setting that introducing transportation technology just seemed wrong. Like it would, it just it would stand out too much because Star Wars feels both futuristic and yet at the same time old at the same time. And I think having that might it, it might be it might be the, a step too far. Could be. I don't know for sure if there is no teleportation in Star Wars, but none that I can think of for sure. It's definitely not a common thing like it is in Star Trek, which really does raise an interesting question about the as to why that's Star Wars never bothered with it, but who's to say, really? I mean, after the doc I watched last week on George Lucas, I don't necessarily want to credit him with being a genius or anything in that regard. Okay, so apparently... Teleportation does exist in Star Wars. It is a rare force ability that enables oh. the user to move from one place to another. Um, apparently, Darth Jadis showed this ability as well as the the dark uh, dark side entity Abeloth. I can't believe I left for three minutes to go to the bathroom, ah. and we went to Star Trek, the Star Wars. Well, I, I, I was yes, just bringing yes, up, this is, I, I said, you know, look, it's a sci-fi episode. For, we're I go we're to obligated the... to start Star Wars at some point. And I was just saying, I wonder why we don't, you know, of all the things that they share, why don't we see star transporters in Star Wars? Because it's a dark and gritty setting. You're a dark and gritty setting. That's the point of the thing. So that's kind of what I was saying, is that the 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 soul of Star Wars is that it's both futuristic but old at the same time it's the seedy underbelly of sci-fi settings yeah been around and seen a lot of strange things but i've ne uh, never seen anything that would uh oh, hell i've screwed i screwed up the, mm -hmm. the quote fuck it never mind <laughs> uh, i'm tired seen some things man there's no such no substitute for a good transporter on your side that's what i'm saying yeah can beam some dude's head up his ass just beam his head and replace his head with his ass and vice versa. Yeah, there you go. Can you imagine, like, okay, you have, like, a toddler 
somehow discover how to work the um the oh, transporter. No. And they're just like, I want all of the toys. Let me just scan for toys and just summon them. And just anything that they want. They just get all of the chocolates. All of actually, do you have do you think that the replicator is childproof? I hope so. Our children just being like, give me more chocolate and mac and cheese, please. Well, you know, I'm sure just like anything else, you can set parental settings, right? You yeah. have to, because that's how you get Augustus Gloop in Starfleet. Why don't we see more heavy people in Starfleet? What's what's the deal with that? Probably they beam the fat order. out using the teleporter. <laughs> is that yeah. what it is? It's got like the adipose uh, <laughs> the f- scrubber on it. So like every time, you know, it's like, oh man, I shouldn't have eat all that pizza. Look, I'm just going to go transport a few times. I'll catch up. Yeah. It's what they have instead of a vomitorium and Starfleet. Oh my God. Can you imagine? That'd be like a whole new eating disorder. Oh, right. You're going to like become, be uh, become bulimic where you just go like massively overeat and then go run to the transporter. Beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> I need to lose <laughs> oh. a few pounds. Someone's just drunk off their ass and they're like transporter. To... Wait, no, fuck me to transporter. Give me to my bed. <laughs> just fall over. <laughs> or why don't you just have an alcohol filter on it too? Like he just transports you straight from the bar to home. And as soon as you arrive, oh, you're perfectly that. sober. Right? Why not? The synthahol. I don't know. Uh, the synthahol. You're not even supposed to really get drunk off synthahol. Well, they don't know how to have fun in the future. Yes, they do. It's called Romulan Ale. And it's illegal. Well, that's because Starfleet is no fun. That's because their bar is apparently only full of big babies. You need to get the good shit in there. I, I'm very disappointed that Starfleet doesn't have Jack Daniels in the future or something like that. Like, Well, that's, that's because the Jack Daniels distillery got destroyed during World War III. Oh, come so on. Rare. You mean to tell me they wouldn't go make it in the woods? Some fucking moonshine? <laughs> they, were too, they were too busy dealing with the, uh, you know, the eugenics wars. Making moonshine in the tra- teleporter? Don't ask me how. They found a way. That's an interesting idea. Okay. So so you have, you've got your transporter chief is also like an amateur, like a hooch, you know, uh, enthusiast. Right. So he like builds his own, like really illegal still. Right. And he just kind of like keeps it in his room. But then like anytime they're going to get inspection or whatever, he just has it transported into the buffer and it just stays in there. Uh Think about all the stuff that's hidden in the transporter buffer. Oh, yeah, all the contraband and shit on the ship. Yeah. A single auditor is just sitting there being like, the fuck you guys? And then just beams them down some... Well, then the, the transport uh, officer just hands them press lot, um, la- whatever things. Latinum? Press latinum. Gold press latinum. Yeah. I don't know. I like the idea of him giving him laudanum because he'd definitely forget about it after that. <laughs> well, that's what he's brewing in his still. He's brewing laudanum in his transporter Ooh. still. <laughs> now, you bring up a good point with the transporter buffer. In season two of Strange New Worlds, they show a scene where they are in an active war zone and you see Dr. Mbinga and Nurse Chapel and they are in a situation where they've got wounded that they need to transport back but the problem is they don't have enough bandwidth they can't get them to the front back to the base where they are and the reason they don't have enough bandwidth 
is because they've been taking their most severe injured where they do not have the facilities to currently operate them and they've been storing them in the buffer. So they've got dozens of injured, you know, Starfeet uh, individuals Starfeet stored in this transporter buffer until they can get to a situation where they can transport them out into facility where they can be treated properly because they're so critically injured. And so Dr. Mbinga, in order to save the men that are currently injured to come through, purchased the buffer. And it's just this incident of like, oh, he's just essentially committing all of these people to oblivion in order to save these other people. But that's it's an interesting concept because you've only you only have a limited amount of space, limited amount of, of time. So, you know, what happens? You know, I can see it now, like, you know, the little the little icon goes off on the bridge. just like, you know, storage capacity is, is <laughs> almost full. And he has to go through and start like, you know, go, ticking down through, you know, all right, who saved this? Who saved that? All right. Really? Come on, Barry. You don't need that. You know, stuff like that. Somebody's like hidden, you know, somebody's got his girlfriend hidden from his wife in the pattern buffer. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, think about all the shenanigans you could get up to with that. You just keep printing off copies of your dog. Keep, I thought you were going to say printing off copies of your mistress. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking like, you know, imagine what uh, split custody uh, would be like in the future if you had transformed oh, no. technology. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you get you you'd, you would have those people that are reaching the end of their life. Like, I don't, I'm not ready to die yet. Put me in the buffer for a while. You know, they wake them up every ten years and stuff. Have you found a cure for it yet? No, nope. put me back in. It's real dumb shit. I mean, we're missing the obvious point of teleporting your poop out. Like, we have absolutely mentioned that at least in five different of our episodes, <laughs> and we'll do it again. <laughs> we'll fucking do it again. <laughs> What about like, you know, if you're about to be boarded and your ship's been disabled, you know, just store the whole crew in the pattern buffer. Just hide. You gotta like push the button to leave though, right? No, 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 no. You just, you just, you, you, you automate it and then you just hope that when whoever come over, like maybe you're being boarded by pirates or something like, you know, they're not going to stick around forever. They don't want Starfleet to show up. So, right. So you just. Tell the ship that, you know, you, you program the computer that once the, you know, the, the pirates had left, they just, you know, beam you all back out of the pattern buffer. What could go wrong? I would not go in that pattern buffer. I'll tell you that right now. Look, that, that, look, that's too Scotty much. Scotty survived in that pattern buffer for like 60 years. That right? pattern buffer was also like just yeah, but that's pure Scotty. Abandoned. Scotty knows what the fuck he's doing. He jury rigged it with a phaser. To provide power. This is also Scotty. You think some Joe Schmo engineer is going to know how to do that shit in a pinch? That's why you, every ship needs its virtual hologram Scotty. <laughs> and we get him from the pattern buffer. Just get a new Scotty. See, that's a great <laughs> idea. Look, every ship just has a backup crew, right? Stored in the pattern buffer. Right? So, like, if you they get... Back if, up the crew. Yeah, you just have an accident, you know, and... and Two-thirds of the crew gets wiped out, you know, you just download the the enough some replacements. It'll be fine. They won't know. It's that simple. They've already been copied when they step on the ship. Yeah, time has no meaning in the pattern buffer. I wonder if Voyager ever thought about that. If they Janeway was ever sitting there going, we could probably just like make some slaves real quick. 
Well, like I believe they did talk about that at one point of just like putting most of the crew into the pattern buffer and then having a maintaining a skeleton crew that would work in shifts to for the 70 something year journey back that you would just, you know, store people in the, and just like bring out people, so many people every few months to keep the ship going. I think that was a, a something they discussed at one point. Okay. But that would have been a really boring show. <laughs> Star Trek skeleton crew. Just show up. They just Star Trek drunk. night shift. Yeah, they just get drunk yeah. the entire time. Actually, that sounds like a more fun show. Isn't that Strange New th- or the the comedy show? The Lower or, Decks. They, isn't Lower Decks basically the the B crew? Uh kinda, yeah. They spend that's more like the D crew. They spend a lot of time drinking, true. Um Oh, it's such a good show. Such a good show. Make it it both makes fun of and is completely reverent to the to the source material. That's what you want to show like that. Yeah, it's important. Otherwise you get real awful stuff. Yeah, like Rick and Morty. Hey man, yeah, I said it. Like I fucking said your it. opinion. I fucking said it. I'll say it again. Does Rick and Morty have teleportation? Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. He has a portal gun. A portal gun. Yeah. Look. No, no, no. That's different. I'm talking like oh, you can't do incredibly cursed stuff with it. Uh. Only sure you can. Only slightly. Like he, like I've seen him open up a portal beneath somebody, uh, above somebody, and then uh, to like the chainsaw dimension, and then lower the portal over the person. Mm, the classic maneuver. Um, but you know, some of us actually kind of enjoy Rick and Morty, and don't even re- uh, mind that they've recast the voice character uh, actors because we're basic like that. I haven't gotten around to watching the new one yet. Just haven't gotten to it. It's okay. Yeah, I'm probably although that. although they've had uh, I want to say one of the latest episodes was really good. And I'll just I'll probably wait. I don't know if the season's still going on. If it is, if it, it is. isn't, oh okay, then I'll just wait till it's done and call yeah. it a day. Yeah, binge it yeah. as you can. Yeah, no yeah. reason to to just uh, be like, oh, I need to remember it. No, I don't care enough. Completely not related at all to the subject matter of this episode. Um, it go, going back to the henchman episode, but I did recently finish all of Venture Brothers, including the movie, nice. and it's fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, Twenty one is my guy. That is my favorite character uh, from the whole show. Oh, Twenty one's um, fucking great. But I just, I really wanted to appreciate you guys recommending that. That was awesome. Oh yeah. Hey man, glad you liked it. Venture Brothers is a fantastic show. Yeah, I'm happy you like it because it, I, it felt like it was going to be one of your things. Yeah, like it was a little bit of a struggle to get through the first couple of episodes, especially because I absolutely hated Hank and Dean, hated them in the beginning. But then, (laughs) but then like halfway through, and they let them both kind of become their own characters and follow their own arcs. And I was like, I kind of, I actually started to like them a lot better. Yeah, Um, they they really ended up growing as characters, which was nice. I, I do kind of miss that after like the first season. They kind of did away with like the Brock opens something and some beast or something rather jumps out at him and he has to kill it with his bare hands. The gag that was in every episode for the whole first season. I kind of hate that they get away with that because that was funny. Oh, it's a great gag. Yeah, we are getting off topic. Yeah, way off topic. Sorry. No, it's fine. Um, That's not us. We can probably start wrapping up unless anyone has any final thoughts. 
Yeah. Transporters are murder machines. It's the technology doesn't exist. It probably never will exist um, because of physics and science. Says you. It is okay for sci-fi to have nonsense too. Yes, yes, it is. But that just proves that, you know, Asimov is not the end of it. All right. This has been the Ox Unplugged. Goodbye, everybody. Beat me up, Oxy. Huh. That was oddly insightful. Like philosophy at a Waffle House.